Africa. This here is your host, the Red Baron of Boots on the Streets podcast. I hope everyone is enjoying their Sunday. I know I'm trying to enjoy mine. Just trying to neaten up so I can relax. And, you know, just have some downtime to myself. Uh, I want to talk to you. Tonight, we're going to do a double header. First one is going to be, uh, I want to get into, do you believe in angels? Do you believe there are angels out there? Now, I know this might be over some of the younger generation head because you find today that a lot of the younger generation is not religious or they don't believe in God as much. And you do find some of the older ones in the 40s and up crowd, they're anti-God or religion too. And that's your decision. As a veteran, that's what I fought for, for you to make a decision if you want to have a God. If you don't want to have a God, that's all right. But I'm talking to those tonight that believe in God. Regardless of what your religion is, Do you believe in angels? And what exactly and who are angels? We also going to talk about tonight, uh, Dave Chappelle. I don't know if you guys seen his new Netflix special, but it's amazing. We're going to get into that too. Well, back to the angels. You know, last night I went out the house kind of late. Late than when I normally go out, but I was craving some Burger King nuggets. I know, yuck. I really don't eat that stuff, but that was the craving I had. And look, I'm I'm a pretty healthy fit guy, so if I want to treat myself, I can treat myself. Uh, I went out. Um, I left the house, and I bought some nuggets, rode around, looked at some houses at nighttime that I like to buy one day soon, hopefully. And I went back and got some more nuggets. Talked to the ladies at the uh, drive-thru window, laughed. I was the only one in line. So went on about my business. So I'm riding through the back roads here in Columbia, through the country areas and stuff. Just cruising, listening to music, selecting the music I want to listen to. And I might have been driving under the speed limit because I was hit playing around with the YouTube and trying to get my favorite song up. And as I went further to the country, I'm on this open, dark country road. No houses. No street lights either. And as I'm riding, blue lights come up behind me. That's right. Blue lights. It's the man. It's a cop. Even though I belong to the Fraternal Order Police, I'm a Masonic brother. I still get nervous when cops get behind me because you don't know what you're going to get or who you're going to get that's going to come up to your window. So the gentleman comes up. Asked for my license registration and he starts yelling at me. He goes, You know why I'm mad at you? You know why I pulled you over? Why am I so upset with you right now? I automatically knew. I said, Because all the light I got on my back, on the back of my car, meaning Masonic emblems. And he's like, You damn right, that's why I'm upset about. And you know, we start talking or whatever. And he comes back to the window. And he's like, I'm going to have open talk with you. So I want to have a real talk conversation with you tonight. And we're talking. And he, he's, he suspects that I might have had a drink or two. Earlier in the day. This is one something in the morning. This is, I've had a, I might have had a beer at 3 p.m. I was guilty of that. But no way I was intoxicated. Because he said he pulled me off for driving under the speed limit. And he claimed that I rolled through a stop sign in the backwooded area in the country town somewhere where there's no cars at. Is that true? I don't know. It was late. 
I damn sure was not intoxicated, everyone, because I don't advocate drinking and driving. I was damn sure not intoxicated. Matter of fact, I was eating nuggets while I was driving. So I know I wasn't intoxicated, and I damn sure didn't swerve. And remember, that's not what he pulled me over for. He didn't pull me over for swerving. He said he just suspected I might have been drinking. So after he goes, he comes back, he starts talking to me, he asks me what Masonic Lodge I'm raised from, and I go through that whole spell, the Masonic questions and all that stuff with him, and we're talking, and he's yelling at me, and he's talking about I got a veteran tag on the back of the car, and I don't know how, but we got on to some personal stuff about me, like my personal, personal life, <laughs> and it was weird, because I didn't know how we got to this place, and He's standing at the window, and I cannot tell to this day, was he state trooper? He damn sure wasn't city, because I would have recognized the uniform. He wasn't Richland either, but he had a gray uniform and a hat from I could see at nighttime. It's like pitch black, so all I could see is a silhouette. And he's talking to me. He said, I'm having real talk conversation. He said, you need to hear this. And he's telling me, he's like, people make mistakes in life. That's why I'm giving you a second chance. He said, I'm not trying to hurt you or nothing. He said, I'll get a second chance. He said, you better call somebody to come get you. I was like, well, I wasn't drinking. I didn't want to argue him because he's like, either you call somebody or I take you down to the jail. And I was like, all right. Couldn't rely on no frat brothers. I really don't socialize with too many frat brothers and stuff. And the one guy I was cool with, um, we're kind of on shaky grounds with each other right now. I mean, I don't want to say that. We're not even beefing. Just, we just haven't talked since the situation. But uh, so I call Uber. And Uber was on their way to get me. And as we talk, and he starts talking about, you have to be smarter how you move. Now, for y'all don't know, I turned 40 on Tuesday. And he's like, you have to be smarter. I didn't say nothing to him about my age. He's like, he's like, you're in a whole new age bracket now. He's like, you got to move smarter. You can't move the same way you've been moving over the years in your 30s and 20s. You have to make better decisions. And that seemed to be the theme in the last, like, two weeks of my life. This whole thing about making better decisions and selecting better company which I already knew anyway. That's why I roll by myself. I don't like hanging out in large crowds of people or with. My real friends are scattered in New York, Florida, and other places that I grew up with. That's all I need in my life. Anybody else I meet now is an acquaintance, and I'm glad to meet them and network with them for you know for business opportunities and stuff. But in terms of having a friend, a buddy, chum chum, at this age, I really don't need that because having too many friends open up the opportunity to, for them to become your enemies. So anyway, he's telling me I need to move better. I need to make better decisions, uh, be wiser. And he said the things that I was doing in the past could have jeopardized my safety uh, or blocked me from succeeding. And he just went on and on about personal stuff about my life. And as he's sitting there, he's talking to me. I was no longer afraid. And I was, I remember telling him, trying to tell him like a little bit of my credentials. He's like, I already know what your credentials are. He's like, I know you're not a thug. I know you're not a hooker. He said, I know that about you. He said, I know that about you. He said, but you need to hear this. And he starts talking to me about my personal life, my family, and everything. I'm looking like, well, dude, how, how you know this about my family? Like personal stuff. Like, how do you know that? And I'm looking, I'm like, well, but I'm listening to him at the same time. So I couldn't even, I was in a state of shock where I couldn't even question him. And he's just talking, but the stuff he's saying was making sense. It was stuff that I needed to hear about myself. I'm moving in a whole different direction. I'm moving at a different speed in my life right now, everyone. That's why I don't have time for friends 
that can't help me to get to where I need to get to in life. I don't have time for friends that put me in an environment or places or people that could jeopardize my freedom, my safety, or block me from succeeding my goals. I, I listened to a pastor the other night that talked about you need to know when to end relationships. Not just girlfriend, boyfriend, or marriages, but even friendships. When do they come to an end? And I believe friendships come to an end when they try to influence you from being something that you're not. And they try to influence you to being, into being the, not the best person that you should be. If you got guys, if you got friends out there that always try to encourage you to sleep with other women, other girls, and you're married, that's not a good friend. You don't need to be around them. If they just want to chase women all around, if that's what you're into, well, th- there's a price to pay for that lifestyle. So we're talking and we're talking, and he started talking about future things in the future with me. He's like, it's going to be better for you in the future, real soon. You know, he said, as long as you stay focused and stay on your grind, what you need to do. But he said, but just remember to give other people second chances like how I'm giving you a second chance. At that time, Uber pulled up. I, uh, I, I get my stuff out the car. We lock the car door. He's not yelling at me anymore. And it wasn't a yelling like a disrespectful yell. It was like more of a disappointment. Like I personally know you type of ordeal. And when I turned around and looked to get in the Uber, his car was gone. I didn't hear no motor, nothing. And I asked the Uber driver, I said, hey man, which way that cop went? He said, what cop? I said, the cop that was behind me, behind my truck. He's like, dude, he didn't go in front of us and we rode down the road. There was no cop lights ahead of us. And I didn't see him turn around because I would have seen his tail lights down the road because I was facing to the opposite end. It was just me and the Uber driver left on the country road. I believe in angels. I believe angels come to people in a time in their life when they need to hear God's word or a message from God. And God sends them to us so we could uh, hear the message. And it's funny because when I was at Burger King earlier that night, I was talking to these two girls at the drive-thru window and I was just talking to them like you know letting them know like one girl had all these hickeys all over and she was young and I said don't let a guy mark you like that I said that's young boy stuff I said real men don't mark their women I said you have to go to work your boss don't need to see what you be doing in your private life outside of the job you need to keep that separate you know and we're talking and we're talking we're laughing I'm telling her I turn 40 yada 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 and the girls go yo you know one day I can see you being a minister now that's right they said minister now, for a lot of you don't know, I always felt like I had a call in my life to be a youth minister. I'm a sheik minister or one of the more science temples, but uh, to be like an actual minister to go out into the community, uh, that might be something down the line one day in my life. I don't necessarily want to be over a church or have a church, but I feel like I should be able to grab the word of God and go out to the young generation and talk to them. Those in the hood and the projects, those that smoking weed, drinking, not to belittle them but to give them encouragement to get out of the situation that they're in. I believe the older pastors that are in their 70s and 80s and late 60s, they, they lost touch with the community at large. They're only good for preaching to the people they see every Sunday. They can't go into the hood and talk to people that really need the help. They message fall on deaf ears because they just preach it to the choir, literally. So my ministry... And my church will be the community at large. I don't know what I'll name it, but who knows? One day I'm, I might step up to the plate and and uh, do that. I welcome my 40s. 
I experienced so much great stuff, some bad things like everybody else. You know, it's, it's life. But I experienced so much positive stuff. And I believe this next 10 years, Lord willing, is going to be good years for me. Um, I feel a lot more awakening. I, I feel awoke, like not in a, on a conscious level, but like my eyes is open to who I am. What my calling is, my purpose is, and my direction and where I need to focus my energy. And that's a great feeling to have, America. That's a great feeling to have. You know, when you move into a new age bracket, you have to leave behind. I'm not just talking about like if you're 35, turn 30. I'm talking about like like them 10 years, them decades. You got to leave behind some old behaviors. Especially negative behaviors that was not rewarding or getting you where you need to be at. You need to leave those behaviors behind. And by the time you turn 40, you should be exemplifying uh, a great deal of self-control on various levels. You shouldn't be running around letting your penis lead you into things. You shouldn't be running around uh, indulging in drugs and partying, heavy partying. Slow it down. Taste life. Enjoy life. So that's my topic on the whole angel thing. I do believe angels out there. I do believe they come to us in a time of need. And But the thing is, people, when they come to you, Shut your mouth and open your ears and be open to receive the word that they have for you. I could have easily challenged this cop on the side of the road. But something told me, let him talk. I need to hear this. That's what my spirit said. Let him talk. You need to hear this. And I did. And I don't know who you are, officer, what your name was, but I thank you for pulling me over last night. You know, I wasn't drunk, but thank you for the conversation. I appreciate that. I needed that. God bless you, whoever you are out there. Thank you. All right, on to this Dave Chappelle show. My, 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 my. Dave Chappelle's show was classic, astonishing, amazing, a masterpiece. He spoke some truth about a lot of issues. About how fickle fans are. Talked about the alphabet gang. You know. The whole LGBTQT community. It's hard to say them. Community. And boy are they mad. They are so angry with him. But you know what? Their reaction to Dave Chappelle. Is proof that this community. Feel like they're the new mob. They're the new mafia. They're dictating. To everyone what they can and cannot say. Infringing upon our Freedom of speech. I mean, if you don't like Dave Chappelle's show, you didn't have to click on it. But it's comedy. And comedy is about a good comedian can make a joke out of real life issues that are so serious, but put a smile on our face and and we can see the humor in ourselves and in our daily lives. That's a good comedian. That's why I love him, Chris Rock, uh, who else I like? Cat Williams. But like Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, I love them. Love them. Because the, the conversation is about politics and family. But people are mad because they feel like conservatives are taking Dave Chappelle's side. Just not conservatives. You got Democrats taking his side. You got Nas. You got T.I. You got Roland Martin. You got so many people are taking his side and saying it's brilliant. And now the, the uh, trans gay community wants for his show to be taken off of... Netflix, really? That's what you're doing now? You're going to run down on everybody 
We're black. And guess what? This stuff shows on there that say nigger and other things. And we don't have those shows taken off the air. So that's your thing now. You, you guys are a mob. You're the mafia now. You're running down on everybody. I don't like what you said. Well, turn off the show. You're a grown adult. Stop being so soft. So sissy-like. He said nothing that endangered anyone. He talked about the shooters. How white males uh, love guns and they're committing these mass shootings. Okay. What was so bad about that? When they talk about gang violence, they talk about black people. You don't see us get our draws in a bunch. Freedom of speech, America. We have become a nation of babies and cowards. We whine and complain about everything. And that's how we raising the young generation up. Don't let people say this. You can't say that about everybody. Why we have to be so politically correct? He spoke truth. I, I love the one about the uh, bisexual, lesbian, gay, and queer and trans in the car, car riding together. Brilliant. Brilliant. They're all their separate movements, which is true. Lesbians, bisexual, gays, and transgender, they're their own separate movement. You don't believe me? Go on Pornhub and look them up. You never see them all in the same video with each other. They just all travel in the same car. And I love how he said the T's or is holding the trip up and calling for the trip to take longer. I love it. Brilliant. Brilliant. But should Dave Chappelle be penalized for his candid and open heart and his strong observation of America's culture today? I don't think he should. What's next? We're going to start putting muzzles on journalists what they report on the news, which some of you are already trying that. Look at YouTube. You try to drown us out. You say anything against liberals and stuff, YouTube will cut you short. Facebook will do the same thing. You start posting stuff against Antifa and liberals, man, all of a sudden your account just mysteriously shuts down or gets locked up where you can't ever get back into it. America, we are moving into a dangerous society where it's dictated what we can and cannot say. And I don't want to live my life like that. And I thank Dave Chappelle for being honest because there's many other comedians out there that want to be that blunt about what goes on in the world and they're afraid. They're afraid their career might be ruined or the alphabet gang is going to come for them or I call them the alphabet mafia is going to come for them and stuff. And I really believe that there's a gay mafia in hip hop. I'm not talking about like producers pegging other rappers. I just think that I just seen Fat Joe and other people talk about how you have to be careful what you say about the gays because they could be your hairstylist or your stylist or the producer and they really could ruin your career. So to the gay community, if anything someone says against you and you're that spiteful to ruin their career, people don't like you because you're gay or transgender. People don't like you because you're just a spiteful individual and you need to go somewhere and grow up. It's not about your sexuality. No one really cares anymore about your sexuality. Do what you want to do behind closed doors. As long as you're not doing it with me. I mean, now look at the thing with Malik Yoba and the transgenders. Where do we stop? But the show is brilliant. Sticks and Stones. Watch it on Netflix. It's an amazing show. The guy spoke a lot of truth that 
we as Americans need to hear and things that make us think even about the shooter brilliant you, you're training our kids to run to safety zones in school not knowing maybe one of the kids that you're training could be a shooter one day and now he knows where the safe zone is at also I for one believe that kids should not be they should not have to go to school and worry about training where to run to in case a shooter come to school I don't like that in this day and age we should not put that fear or anxiety on our children where they have to worry about getting shot when they go to school I think you should hire more courtesy officers but that's another conversation you should hire more um, officers for the school not no mall cops security you need to hire more cops to work in the school system to protect the students but I don't see even when he, when he talked about the guy on CNN travel all around the world try out the most extravagant foods he ate dinner meals with the most wealthiest people the most amazing people and he hangs himself in a five star hotel all that money a prosperous career a show that everyone loved and then he has a friend that had, that was promised to be a lawyer he's on a fast track of becoming a lawyer very very intelligent in the neighborhood got out of the hood married the wrong girl the story of his life and she brought him down to the point where he could get no other job but be a manager in Foot Locker dressed like a referee and he said he went out with the guy to eat and he said it never once ran past this guy here that's living with his mom and is a manager at Foot Locker that maybe he should kill himself but you have a wealthy man on TV doing all the luxurious things took his own self out so that you know what that tells us America he, Dave said it too you don't know what people are going through in their personal lives. You're looking at them from the outside and things look so happy and great to them, but they might be hurting and suffering on the inside. Example, Facebook. Perfect example. Everywhere you turn on Facebook, everybody's a, a philosopher or a scholar. Everybody posts on Facebook the, Facebook the most joyful moments. You think that their life is so perfect. They post all this great stuff about their life and their spouse. You see them in pictures. They loving each other. But that's just a facade they're showing you. Because behind closed doors, spouse could be whipping their butt. They could be cheating on each other, not talking to one another. All type of stuff. Somebody might be unemployed for two, three years, but you see their house in their living room, you think they balling out and they got it like that. You got to be careful. We live in an age where things appear to be, but they really not. We live in a time where, it's, where people are pretending they're all role-playing, pretending to be someone that they're not. Than to be actually who they are. So when I go on Facebook, I look up some of my old friends from Ramapo and different other places and stuff. And if they're doing well, I'm happy. That's cool. I'm glad they're doing well. But I don't sit there and base my life success or failures upon what I see someone else doing on Facebook. Because once again, I don't know what their situation is. I don't know what their situation could be. They just, they just posted one day of joyful happiness and probably in depression and crying for the next six or seven months and so you'll never see that. Or they got a picture of their spouse up there and then when the camera's over with, they push them off and say, F you, you cheated on me, you slept with my sister, don't talk to me, and walk off. But they're just putting pictures on Facebook to, 
try to convince everybody else that they're doing well. You have to live your life for yourself. Live it for yourself. Accept your joys and be proud of your joys. Be proud of your failure. If you fail in life, get back up. Dust yourself off. But, I mean, this is some of the stuff Dave was talking about that was brilliant. It was a very mature show. Even about the part with Michael Jackson being dead all the years. He got like, what, I think it's like 10 new cases against him. And he's, he's been dead for all these years. It makes you think. So, I enjoy it. And if you don't like his show, <coughs> by all means, don't click on it. It's Netflix. Don't click on it. Please, let's not start putting bans on Netflix shows. Really? What are we, China? Korea? Grow up. And if your homosexuality is bothering you that much where you don't like it when people say things against you, then maybe you shouldn't be a homosexual. If it bothers you that bad, just something for you to think about. Just something for you to think about. So, America, I'm your host, The Red Baron. Tune in this week for more shows. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker. I'm out there, America. We're cutting new shows, moving in a different direction. I thank all of you for your support that's out there and listening to my shows. Tell your friends about it. You know, send my shows to your friends. Post it on your Facebook page. Uh, We're going to be covering some more shows um, and more topics, some more serious topics at heart. uh, Because there's a lot that's going on in this world that we need to discuss. So I'm your host, The Red Baron, signing off. Good night.